Yeah, so I had some technical problems starting out here. Um, it was <laughs> just like show, every time like. every time it would get to the point where it says recording in progress, it would just start clicking. There would be this clicking sound, and then you couldn't hear me anymore. And um, and that was, you know, <laughs> that was enough like to ruin the whole experience, really. Uh, for me, it was fun. I actually really enjoyed getting seven minutes to monologue for the bootleg. If you want to hear those kinds of bootlegs, Rebound Prime, mm. prime.reboundcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them what they want, Johnny. That's right. Boy, oh boy, John, what a week it's been in technology. <laughs> All right, is this our Ted Lasso recap podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and apparently the cast of Ted Lasso is visiting Joe Biden at the White House today. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that's nice. I mean, yeah. you know, it certainly wouldn't have happened under the previous administration. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, what? They were almost sentenced to death under the previous administration. But what, <laughs> what amused me was like the framing that I saw in some articles was that the Bidens had seen some episodes of Ted Lasso, which I took to read that they either that they're like one you with most TV shows, or that the press, the, the White House press. Uh, people didn't want us to think that the Bidens should spend all their time watching Ted Lasso. So like, even mm, though we've binged all of it multiple times, Molt style, we're going to claim <laughs> that we've seen some episodes. <laughs> they've slowed to, yeah, they've slowed things down. They're, they've gone back and yeah. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Check things in the background, that kind of thing. They've made a lot of gifts out of. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how many t-shirts Biden is making for himself right now. <laughs> He's my top competition on uh, cotton bureau, by the way. Oh. Uh, and good for him he's uh, the more things he can win the happier i am um how did you feel this season started though without uh, we won't go too spoiled yeah 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 you, I, mean, I, I thought it started uh good i mean it was it was nice uh, i mean seemed to be along the lines of the previous two seasons um so. i liked it i uh I, I i liked a lot of the performances um I worry a little bit that, uh, and as you may recall, I don't know any characters' names other than Ted. Um, but Ted's boss seems to maybe be slipping into some of her old bad habits. That's that's Rebecca. the only part that I found concerning. Rebecca, yeah, yeah, slipping into you mean the 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 character, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that seems like that's a possibility. But um, yeah. there's got to be some kind of tension, and you can't. It's like you know they he got the whole team together by the end of the second season, except for one you know notable exception, and. Uh, there have but so there has to be like something uh, you can't just like have them all be happy together right because otherwise you don't have a a show right like speaking speaking of like uh uh shrinking right Mm -hmm. shrinking Mm -hmm. ends you know the other thing one thing i think bugs me a little bit is every episode of shrinking ends on a oh no (laughs) 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 and you can kind of see them coming sometimes like (laughs) Not this past one, but the previous, I think it was the previous one. It's like, somebody's going to find out about this thing that happened, and that's going to be a problem. And sure enough, at the very end of the episode, that person finds out about the thing that happened, and oh no! It's um, it's interesting, too, because that is like a technique that certainly a certain genre of show really likes, but especially non-streaming shows, right? Like uh, 24 and Prison Break. And lost oh, yeah. to agree used to end with like, oh my god, how are they going to get out of this one? Right, and that that made sense because they wanted to make sure you tune in next week. But are, are they worried? Like, we want to make sure people also watch the ne- like. Well, it is, is it being dropped week of to Apple's week, release though, schedule. So, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, so it's not you know, it's not a Netflix. So I blame show. Apple. I think it's Tim Cook's fault. If they if they just dumped all the episodes at once, <laughs> I don't think they'd feel that pressure to have those cliffhangers. <laughs> 
I was going to make a bad joke, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's the only kind of joke you make on the show. I'm not going to do, uh, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> have you have you watched any of Hello Tomorrow on Apple TV I Plus? I started the first one. I saw your tweet or your post about that. Um, and uh, I did not finish the first. I think I got about halfway through or something. Oh, um, that's and a, I didn't that's hate it. I didn't hate it, but it, we, but you know me, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got to really grab me for me to to keep watching. So, so I really like the visual aesthetic of the show, right? Like, yes, fifties. But I made, a, I made a shirt <laughs> that I didn't even know. I liked the visual aesthetic so much. I made a shirt. I don't even like the show that much. But I, 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 in case you don't follow me obsessively on Mastodon, since the URL to follow me is 800 characters long, it's at lexfriedhackaderm.io, I think. Uh, but I think they're in so, the show notes. Are they still? They should be in the show notes. If they're not, they will be. Um, um, yeah. And they're on the rebound cast. Oh, page, no, that was, no, that was the other show we used to do those links. And uh, yeah, but I'll, but I can add her. I can add her. If, you, if you go to reboundcast.com, you can find yeah. more. Uh, Mastodon. I changed yours, by the way, from Twitter to Mastodon. But um, uh, what anyway, what I had posted there was I realized that I liked that show, but it really felt plodding. Like it really felt slow. And I was watching on the iPad with my wife and uh, realized that it would be the show is way more enjoyable if you use the iPad's feature for Apple TV Plus to speed it up. And we started watching at 1.25 and we liked it more. And then we tried it at 1.5. We're like, this is the sweet spot. Like, Nothing feels weird. There's no like chipmunk thing to it. Only when they're walking. So it, I and as I, I think I talked about this on your daily likes today. But um, it's the only it, at one point two five. It honestly felt so normal that you could believe you could genuinely believe that they recorded it at normal speed and then aired it slower in reality. Like I don't know. I really feel like it genuinely makes the show better. I know there's plenty of debate about whether to speed up podcasts. Yeah, I don't. You listen, yeah, but you shows. listen to a lot of stuff at, at one point five anyway, so. It might yeah, be easier true. for you to, to handle than I, but I, I might, I might try that. I might try that. The only thing that I ever really use faster speeds on is YouTube. Um, when I'm watching like a yeah. how to video, cause I don't need to go hear the guy's whole story. I don't need to, you know, I mean, I just, I just want to see how to, you know, patch the wall or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. I do like watching YouTube sped up and I do like listening to podcasts sped up except for my own. I can't understand me if I speed it up. The thing you used to drive me crazy is, uh, you know, I like to do that. But, uh, when I was watching, when I used to watch Minecraft videos to help Hank make something, when like, help, help me make this thing, you know, they're all, these are all made by like young teens for the most part. And, um, they would inevitably screw something up like halfway through it and then, and say, well, I screwed that up and I went back and I did this thing. So, <laughs> Go back and do that thing 20 <laughs> steps earlier. Like, what? <laughs> and let's just keep going from here. Like, because I'm not going back to make this video again. That's terrible. Yeah. Man. No, I that's not okay, John. Yeah. Right. So I don't like it. <sighs> well, it's nice that they went to the White House. I mean. I guess <laughs> if there's nothing else. Yeah. That's. And I, I think that uh, Jason Sudeikis is maybe going to announce his intention to run for president today, too. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have a, an opinion about that. <laughs> I'd rather. I don't have a prepared opinion. I'll tell you that. <laughs> is there other technology news? Are there are there Apple rumors? Well, I can we tell you. I can tell you that um, nothing Apple is uh, is going to the Kremlin because um, Russia is banning officials from using iPhones. <laughs> and I, what, the only reason I bring this up is I found that the quote was really funny. It says, "Either throw it away or give it to the children." <laughs> and the goofy thing here is that that they're. You know, their statement says that they think that uh, they're doing that because of concerns that the devices are vulnerable to Western intelligence agencies. 
our really? Western intelligence agencies is that, wish. Is that is that right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. It seems like Apple is getting in trouble with Western intelligence agencies for not making them <laughs> vulnerable. And so what, what do you think the real reason is? Is it, is it like exactly the opposite? We want you to use Android devices because they're easier for us to spy on you? <laughs> I think it probably, I think it is something like that. Yeah, I mean, they, well, because they, and our, there have been recent stories about whether or not Apple is going to actually continue selling their phones in Russia because Russia wants them to be able, you know, wants to be able to compromise them and Apple doesn't want to let them do that. And as, as insinuated that you're not going to be able to sell the phones here anymore. If you don't let us install, install these, um, whatever they're installing. And that, that may come to a head at some point. It does seem like, I mean, woe is Apple and I get that, but it does seem like a really shitty part of running a business in the world, right? Like when, when Steve and Steve are starting Apple in a garage, <laughs> they're not thinking like, yeah. boy, one day we're really going to be on the geopolitical stage and have to figure out what we want to do with China and Russia. <laughs> like, yeah. it just seems like a, a shitty part of being gigantic. I mean, and there's Apple not many. Has, I, I should, should also point out that Apple has halted all sales in Russia on, the, on their online store anyway. So because of the Ukraine invasion. Um, so it's not exactly, I wonder how many they actually have. They're probably getting right. them some way, but it's just a whole big ridiculous argument over <laughs> arguing over the thing that they're not actually arguing over, right? Uh, many years ago, I could even identify the year if I did one quick Wikipedia search, but many years ago, I was on a cruise with my family as a kid, and the cruise ship warned you many times, don't buy anything that uh, what they called, you know, the, that is offered to you on the black market on the streets of Russia from, you know, vendors who aren't at a store. Don't buy anything from them. And so my oldest sister immediately bought an analog watch <laughs> on the streets of Russia from somebody. <laughs> that watch still works. And wow. we were there four days uh, before the coup <laughs> took Mikhail Gorbachev out. So we didn't cause it as far as I know. It wasn't because Abby bought the watch, but hmm. I'm not saying it wasn't because she bought the watch. So, oh, so you and you cruise. So where did you cruise into? I don't know. Where did cruises or where did cruises Crimean? go? Crimean or like, was it, was it the Mediterranean or? Uh... It might have been St. Petersburg. Yeah, that's a good place yeah, to I go. St. Petersburg. That's the best. Yeah. That's the best part, really. I was young. I I I was there a long time ago, <laughs> 1982, <laughs> and I bought a watch there, and it. I don't even think it lasted the flight home. <laughs> <laughs> I think I guess it was 93. Um, but yeah, we were there just before that. So. Interesting. Interesting. Pretty good. But you're sta- you're you're uh, you're maintaining that you're not a spy. Uh I, I am maintaining for the purposes of this podcast that I'm not a spy. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. And I, uh, guess, I guess people can tune into your daily likes to find out. <laughs> you know what I am, though, John? <laughs> I'm a fan of Sunday. Not just the day of the week, also the business. Now that spring is finally here, the days are longer, the flowers are blooming, and we can spend time outside in our yards. What makes the season even better is Sunday lawn care. Sunday is everything you need to get the lawn you've dreamed of. This spring, go to GetSunday.com slash rebound and enter your address to get a customized plan created just for your lawn. No trips to the store or hauling heavy bags since they ship straight to your home. You just need a hose to apply Sunday. You can fertilize your whole lawn in less time than it takes to watch an episode of your favorite TV show, especially if you only watch half of that show. And they only use ingredients you can feel good about. No harsh chemicals, no long waiting periods, or trying to keep your kids and pets off the lawn. Simply apply, let it dry, and you're back to enjoying your yard. Sunday is easy, and while some lawn care services cost more than $1,500 a year, Sunday's full-season plans start at just $109. 
Uh, Sunday was kind enough to send me um, some of their uh, their cool stuff um, for last spring and summer. And uh, I'll tell you this, my lawn looks great and you would be jealous. Uh, I have three pets who live in this house and three kids. Uh, and I don't want any of them exposed to weird toxic stuff. So I'm appreciative that that's not how Sunday operates. And Sunday's offering our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just $109. And you can get 20% off at checkout when you visit GetSunday.com slash rebound. 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Sunday for their support of the rebound and for being a pretty great day of the week as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite weekend day? Are you like a lot of people oh, prefer a Saturday? I do. I mean, I prefer, prefer Saturday. Sunday's always when you're like worrying about the week. <laughs> it's true. Or, you know, or preparing or otherwise preparing for the week, you know. It took a long time for me to accept that Friday was part of the weekend because Friday felt like, you know, it was a work or school day. But then mm-hmm. I really got into the fact that like, hey, it's just like all those other work days, except now I can stay up late and not be stressed about it. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'm a big night yeah. person, but still. Still. It's a good company name. I'm actually, I'm actually trying to figure out if, if Apple is still not selling phones in Russia. Because the, the article, the article that was that I was referencing was from twenty twenty two. So, um, you know, not the not the one about um, Russia saying it doesn't want anybody in the government using iPhones, but um, the one saying that they aren't selling phones there. So, how would I figure that out? Apple dot com slash are you no. <laughs> You're, you're gonna get visited by the FBI before the end of the day. <laughs> maybe I won't find out. Maybe I'll just leave that. <laughs> Let me ask you a quick question. When you maybe you should Google, ask an AI. <laughs> they don't. They don't know about the current state of things. When you go to Google.com these days, which I know you don't do often, you're more no, of a big guy. Yeah. But when you go to Google.com, did they take their logo off their homepage? It looks to me like they did, and I guess that's like a way to save bajillions of dollars per year in which logo bandwidth fees. Like I mean the, the Google logo. When the I go to Google.com, no, there's no right big there. Google there. No, it's right there. Oh, I haven't had it for, for days. I don't know why. That's weird. It's weird. Weird. I started I running an extension. Are you not getting extension. the full internet experience? I started running an extension that various um, people on Macedon had recommended to me, which is called uh, Stop the Madness. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I used, that, I used that for a while. Um, oh, yeah. If I turned it off, then the Google logo comes back. So that's what it is. <laughs> it's the Stop the Madness <laughs> extension. It turns go. off the Google logo. Now I know. Problem solved. So I am seeing stories that say the iPhone 14 will be sold in Russia despite Apple's departure. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, departure family. But maybe it's being sold through third parties. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Did you? Um, yes. I you see the news the that my works. former employer, Amazon, is laying off even more people. I did not. <clears throat> they announced another. I think it was seven thousand, maybe nine thousand. Sooner or later, you're talking real people. I know. Um, <laughs> Those are all real people. <laughs> it's, it's, you're not wrong. And our, and our hearts go out to them. I did. I had somebody, and this time they say they're going to even hit their profitable business lines, where previously it's always been like the, the ones that aren't making enough money. Uh, and so somebody was asking me today, did you quit because you knew all that was going to happen? And no. <laughs> <laughs> I quit because I prefer uh, small companies to big ones. And now I work at the smallest company that one can work at possible yeah the smallest company possible yeah are there other companies where no one works <laughs> there probably are actually they're probably just shell companies right that, that, <laughs> that, that nobody yet that has that have absolutely no employees but I, i've definitely worked at companies where it feels like no one works <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've definitely worked at companies where i didn't work <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember if i ever died a thousand years ago i worked at intermix which was the parent company of myspace and after news corp bought us i was like i don't want to work for Bruce murdoch and i gave notice 
And they're like, can we give us five weeks? And I was not high up on the chain there. <laughs> I, was, I was the director of games for non-MySpace properties, <laughs> which was like not a super... Anyway, I don't know why they wanted five weeks. And after like one and a half weeks, there was nothing left to do. And at that point, Wikipedia <laughs> was still fairly new. So I would just read Wikipedia all day. Like I, oh, I learned so much about yeah. so many things. Yeah. I got so into the different algorithms that power the different ghosts in Pac-Man and like how you can control <laughs> each of them. And like I still know it. And I can still like when I think of that memory, I remember my seat with this nice little window view in the Intermix offices in Culver City, California. <laughs> so I, Wow. Yeah. I had I had the opposite experience because I, when I started working for the government, I had to get a security clearance. And so I had to wait like it's like a month or something. It was some ridiculous amount of time. And they were like, well, you can come, you, you know, you're hired, but you get away for your security clearance before you can start your job. Um, but we have this we have this training facility and you can come take self-paced courses. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> OK, so I went and I took like and that's this was 1988. And so that was the first time I took uh, like a course on the like, computer, how computers worked. I mean, it was like a, right. like this, like, you know, here are all the different parts of a computer and what they do. And that's why, you know, how I learned what a hard drive was, how I learned what RAM was. And I mean, all that, all that stuff. And then, you know, towards the end, I was running out of like, <laughs> classes to take and I, and, there, and they had a video library. So I just watched, you know, like the, uh, like a documentary on the Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to work. I would get paid. I would watch a documentary on the Vietnam War. When did you learn how Ram Doubler works? <laughs> that would be years later. I don't think Ram Doubler had been invented yet. I like, though, that you work for the government and you're asking if I'm the spy. <laughs> I worked for the government. I think it's clear <laughs> that you're a spy. Um, we, uh, we have nope. some listener questions, John Moltz, yeah. if you're open I to mean, those. Uh, let me see if there, let me see if there's anything else important that happened. No, okay, please. Go ahead. Um, and uh, by the way, some listeners had been asking about using that form on the rebound site to send in questions. That now works uh, the same way. Since people were so up in arms about how I shared email questions, they now go to the same form that the Discord questions go. If you want to be able to submit questions here each week's bonus episode and get the bootleg, go to prime.reboundcast.com. You'll be so glad you did. Uh, listener Spall had asked, uh, is Dan's kid named after a Jedi? Dan answered that one on Discord. As you might have noticed, he's not here today or he's very quiet. Um, <laughs> listener ifix.cz asks, are you guys watching Hello Tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> asked and answered. Listener Yitz asked if John Moltz has used any AI in t-shirt designs yet. No, I have not. Um, I'm not sure exactly how I do that anyway. I mean, I could use what, like Dolly. I mean, I don't, I don't think the results would be that great, honestly. So, uh, no, they are getting even, I think it would be even worse than me trying to make one myself (laughs) with my rudimentary skill set. I I feel like if an AI does it, then it's not copyright infringement. (laughs) Isn't that how it works? Uh, yeah, maybe, I guess. I don't know. But (laughs) although I have the same attitude personally, so (laughs) (laughs) if if John Moles does it Uh, (laughs) and cotton beer doesn't seem to mind. So, um, I can spell your last name as he types in title suggestions. Uh, listener, Josh wants to know what is the one tech product you have that you're embarrassed to tell others about? (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I was thinking about this one because I saw it on the Discord. Um, I don't know that I have one that I'm super embarrassed. I mean, I do have those. I do have those. Uh, we talked about those cameras previously, and <laughs> as far as I know, if you use them through HomeKit, it's fine. But it's uh, if you used it 
through um, Yuffie's system, then there was a good chance that some of your stuff might have been available on the internet. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I don't know. I'm, I've been relatively happy with him anyway, <laughs> despite that possible shortcoming. I mean, hopefully uh, this is not something that is affecting me um, because everything that I've read seems to indicate that it's not. Uh, the uh, the thing that I think the thing that is still sort sort of embarrassing for me is I have a 3D printer that I have never been able to get to 3D print because <laughs> <laughs> I bought it I bought a 3D printer like shortly before the pandemic and the first one I got didn't work and they didn't like didn't even power on so I sent it back got another one and this one started to try and print and like the gears would grind and it would print <laughs> like try and print in the air instead of on the, <laughs> the print surface and it was like i said it was like right before the pandemic and then the, the a bunch of things happened the pandemic hit and it was just like we were at the time we were at the very you know right before we were taking care of karen's dad and all this stuff like and and it just sat there for months and months and months and i i it's still sitting there i've never gotten it i've never never been able to fix it i've looked online several times in order to try and find a solution for the problem and i haven't been able to found, find one that seems like it's related to what my problem is and so i'm at the point where i'm just like i think i'm gonna get a new one at some point and just get rid of this one I, um, so that's pretty embarrassing it is but I, I understand how you got to this position. I, I, I have a robot vacuum that I hate. It's not the one I intended to buy. It was eons ago on Amazon. And someone was like, hey, you should get this one. It's discounted. And cle- it was my fault. But like when I went to that Amazon link, it was long before I worked there. It was like, hey, we're sold out of that. Here's a similar product. And I didn't mm. notice that that's what had happened. <laughs> and I just I ended Uh-oh. up on the wrong thing. And I have a really shitty robot vacuum. Um, Do you want to name it? Do you want to shame it on on? It's it's air? like not it's like a no name brand. I, I'm not okay. being coy. I just don't remember what it is. I'm okay. gonna look it up while we're talking though. Um, I don't know. There's a. I, it was a uh, Koayu robot Hoover C O A Y U. Mm. Rated three and a half stars at Amazon.com. That sounds about right. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, it's like honestly, I mean, we have we have two Roombas and they're fine. I don't think. I think they do just a fine job. I don't, they're not, they don't seem super smart. They constantly try to vacuum the air intake vents. Um, <laughs> they love nothing more than vacuuming the air intake vents, uh, which is completely useless. They don't seem to spend enough time on the real dirty spots. It seems like they sl- they sort of get interested in the, like they find an area that's dirty and they go, oh, this place is dirty. I'm going to clean this a little bit more. And then they wander off to someplace else before they're really, before they've really solved the problem. So, yeah. Better yeah, than not having a robot vacuum, I guess. I like the ones, especially that like empty themselves, and you know, yeah, we go don't back have to that home one. Karen, and, Karen really wanted to get that one, but that was like six hundred bucks or something. I was like, yeah. uh, it seems like a lot for one of the, <laughs> yeah, our purposes. I don't have one. Um, I don't think I have other tech purchases that I'm like super embarrassed by. I, we've we've alluded to this a little bit. Like, I'm not embarrassed by it by any stretch, but like, I really. Uh, it turns out I was not the target market for the play date as much as I liked it, but I just, as much as I liked it when they announced it, I just can't get into it at all and never use it. So I'm embarrassed that I have a thing that mm-hmm. I don't use, but that's it. Are electric cars considered tech products? Uh, next question. Um, <laughs> I, uh, that's a, that's actually a great point. I, uh, well, this is, are you embarrassed to tell us about it? I'm not embarrassed to tell us about it, but I, I would like to replace those cars. Um, 
listener song. Do you have, do you, have, you, have you given that thought, or are you? I mean, you, you seem like you're you're still relatively early in your ownership of at least one of those. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would switch to not to turn this into ATP, but no, I would switch to the Rivian. I think right now yeah. is the one that I would be most intrigued by. But it's a year long waiting list, right? And uh, you know, uh, Matt Howie has been posting about his recent experience yep. doing a cross country drive, and it made me like the car less. He was the one who got me more excited about it. And then he actually he's writing about his experience as though it was a positive one with this big drive that he did. <laughs> but I was not happy about it. Like he was saying that he would lose like fifty miles on his projection, like in an instant. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that Tesla's great at. <laughs> like full stop, its projection of how much battery I have is good. It has never uh, quote unquote steered me wrong. Um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I will yeah. absolutely replace them at some point. I just don't know when. I the one. I mean, the Polestar looks nice to me. Um, just visually, you know, like I like the look of it for the most part. Yeah. And I, I want to. I would much rather have a sedan than sort of a SUV. But it's not perfect either. For for you know, based on my sort of light investigation of all these things. Um, yeah, and. I don't know what the pain. I, I'm not ready for a new car yet, anyway. But I, I definitely think my next one will be electric. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm, I have zero regrets about having an electric car, broadly speaking. <laughs> so that yeah, part, right. that part, I'm happy with. Um, I don't know. I uh, uh yeah. So I don't know. It's they definitely also. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't, don't want to talk about electric car stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Sarva wants to know, what's your favorite place to go? And Sarva is not of the U.S. because uh, Sarva spelled favorite with a U. Um, what's your favorite place to go to for food or drinks in your respective cities? What places would you recommend for a visitor slash tourist? <laughs> My favorite place to go in Moltz's respective uh, Jason City is the <laughs> restaurant that he and I met at when I met him in person. There. <laughs> that was a it good was place. Uh, Monsoon? Yeah, that's right. Cafe, right? Something I think that was what it was called. That was good. Um, and that's... Uh, on Capitol Hill in Seattle. Uh here there's a place that's there's a place that's only like a couple blocks from where I live um called Cook's Tavern. That's pretty good. They do the thing that's great about that place is they do different um every quarter they do a different uh region and have specific meals for that region. And then they also have like some great staples. They have a burger that's their dishes can be a little bit expensive, but the um, the burger is reasonably priced and it's quite good. And they also they also have chicken and waffles all the time. So. I love chicken and waffles, and I will get chicken and waffles if it's on the menu anywhere, unless it's the kind where they make the waffle have like jalapenos. I can't do that. Oh yeah are are you are you the kind of person that when you go to a restaurant you get like if you go to a restaurant that you go to frequently and you really like and you have a dish that you really like there do you get the same dish every single time? No, I'm not my wife. Um, I <laughs> maybe I'm your wife. <laughs> I, I I don't mind getting my favorite dish, but I, if I like to have multiple favorites at a restaurant, so I can rotate. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, because we were talking about this yesterday. Um, because I happened to go out with some friends yesterday, and uh, I there's like an Indian place that we really like here, and every time I go there, I think I should get something different. And I look at the menu and I'm like, nope, I'm getting Merck Tikka Masala again. <laughs> and it's awesome. And I what love it every single dish? time. What? What was the first word in that dish? What, chi- what Tikka Masala? Merg. What's Merg? Merg Tikka Masala. It's chicken. Oh, Merg okay. is, I think, the Indian word for chicken. Got it. Um, 
Yeah, no. So if I go to the Indian place, I might I might mix it up sometimes and get the uh, the the lamb tiki masala. <laughs> so you know, it's yeah. Maybe I should just maybe I should go that far. <laughs> I'm a wild man. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite place, Sarva, in Manalapan, New Jersey. That's a tricky question. Uh, we had a diner that we loved, and uh, the staff is full QAnon, so we never go anymore. <laughs> um, it was sad. You had a um, Chinese place. Is there that Chinese place someplace else? Or what's the Chinese? You, oh, wasn't, I mean, was I, a, there was a problem with the Chinese place too, right? Oh, that, that that was the kosher place that stopped. That oh, was that was the yeah, right, right. Yeah, they said they were kosher yeah. and they were not really kosher. They stopped. Yeah, they yeah. That was bad too. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's a bar that I love that's very local to me. It's called Locals. <laughs> it is not a great bar by any stretch. It is. It's better than a hole in a wall, but not by much. But I like it because of those things and not despite those things um but like you're not going to get magnificent i typically get beers on tap there <laughs> so it's not like it's going to blow you away but i like the ambiance it's a very jersey ambiance place i don't think i have a restaurant that'd be like that's the one that's the place sorry but nobody's yeah i mean I, yeah I don't, I don't think i have one i mean the, the, it it is really nice having a place that is two blocks away um yeah there is it they're in a um in a building and they also have like a little like burrito place um, the same people who own cook's tavern also on the burrito place and we like the burrito place for the most part but every once in a while it seems like they have two cooks and and when one of them is working the burritos don't taste as good oh <laughs> and interesting. So, and it drives hank bananas like <laughs> like we'll get it one time and it'll be like oh yeah it's that's the good it's the good cook and then we get it another time and it's like it just isn't the same and so we've we've basically stopped going there there are restaurants not in my town that i really like and one that's you know again really kind of like a, a almost fast food adjacent style place not quite fast food but close this place called mogo in asbury park and it's korean fusion tacos man mm. that place is good that place is good and speaking of food by the way we have some more listener questions that we'll get to but this episode of the rebound is brought to you by our good friends at porkbun.com porkbun <laughs> is a refreshingly different domain name registrar with over 500 domain extensions available to show off exactly what you do They've got everything from .com and .net to .cloud, .tech, and .stream. It gets even better, actually, because every domain at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies like SSL certificates, who is privacy, URL forwarding, web and email hosting trials, and so much more, including the fact that you get to say, I got my domain name at Porkbun, <laughs> because why pay for things that should be free, right? All this is backed by incredible support, 365 days a year. And more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. It's super easy to love the Pork Bun website. It's simple to use and easy to navigate. And adorable. Manage, and adorable. Really, really cute artwork. You can manage everything about your new domain from one place, and they don't do upsells. Pork Bun says they avoid upsells like the plague, so they aren't pushing made-up products you'll never use, and they're not going to be constantly recommending other domains for you to buy. Porkbun has the best pricing on the majority of their domains, so you can get the perfect domain name for your website at the lowest prices around. Get $1 off. They're so cheap. That's all you need. Get $1 off your next domain name from porkbun.com when you use the code rebound or just follow the link in the show notes near our Mastodon usernames. That's porkbun.com. Promo code rebound for $1 off your next domain. Our thanks to Porkbun for their support of this show and for truly having a great domain name of their own. Indeed. Uh, a trio more questions, John. All right. Uh, Yitz asks, as someone who finally just watched Lost for the first time after hearing Lex extol it for years, any chance you'll explain the ending or point me to your favorite explanation of it in another podcast? Um, yeah, this first, is a, that's a long, that's a long, it could be a long question. I recommend you read Lostpedia if you didn't. 
um, because they have a summary of like, here's what the whole story is. But the ending, uh, spoiler alert for Lost, which is a show from a really long time ago, that whole final season is... Uh, they're not dead the whole time, but that whole final season when you're seeing the, what they called the flash sideways at the time, that was their, uh, their paths of journeys to the afterlife. They were finding each other again. And, Purgatory uh, is... Right. Yeah. That's right. They were finding each other again and, and moving on. Um, and, right. uh, you know, and that meanwhile, back on that the island... That frustrated me. <laughs> right. Back on the island, Hurley became the... Uh, eventually, Hurley became the new um, Jake. Gar- guardian of the world, um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, there's a, there's a newsletter I read by uh, an author named A.R. Moxon, and he has been doing really, really, really deep dive analyses on Lost that have given the show, not a whole new meaning for me, but has given me, let's, this is the way to say it, a whole new appreciation for the show uh, through his lens. His newsletter is called The Reframe. It's on Substack. Uh, A-R Moxon M-O-X-O-N dot substack dot com highly recommend reading it if you really want to go deep on Lost but it is like it will be a novel length thing by the time he is done truly uh, we're in the second season and I, I think I must have read 500,000 words from him already on Lost yes. wow yeah it's I, also I, I only oh, watched sorry. it I think I watched it once all the way you know I watched it as it aired <laughs> oh all of it all, got all it, the got way it. through and not just one episode I have not I have not gone back and watched I've gone back and watched little bits um because there are there are parts of it that i really really enjoyed but um i wasn't super happy with the ending <laughs> also i reject the premise of Yitz's question because i don't think i've extolled it for years um i was i loved lost when it was initially on and then grew to get angry and angry at it as it progressed like molts there with the last season but re-watching it with my kids in binge format made it a lot better like not having to wait a week for episodes and not having to wait a season for episodes to come back um and getting to do it mm. closer together absolutely improves the quality of that show and makes it not just easier to follow, but like genuinely better. Like it was a show that was clearly meant for binge watching. No question. Interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I could do it. I'm not sure I could do it. I mean, you know, you know me like with starting <laughs> shows. You know, there's a tried lot to do, of I mean, I tried Star to do Battlestar Galactica again um, and I got, I got f- deep into the first season. You know, I watched the, getting through the beginning was easy, um, but then, I got deep into the first season and just the thought of continuing on <laughs> seemed arduous. Yeah, so when I my stopped. kids wanted to watch it, I wasn't like, yay, lost again, but I'm, I'm glad I did. And yeah. okay. each, I think I mentioned, but each time we watched an episode, I would read three web pages. I would read the Wikipedia page, the Lostpedia page, and the IMDb trivia page. <laughs> so I could feel like I really understood what I had just seen. <laughs> I was like, it's, 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 I think that watching Lost today is the equivalent of reading uh, Infinite Jest. That's, that was how I experienced it, where I had to do a lot of referencing. Um, anyway, and it's you were also the, You were the other person last week who has watched The Last of Us? Uh, yes, that's me. Yeah, okay. Right. Hank and I, because Hank and I have started watching that, the first season. Um, I, I watched it all the way through, um, so I'm watching it again with him. So oh, that's nice. a, it's a rewatch. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, man. So you're it's, rewatching a show you just watched. I know. <laughs> well, he hasn't seen it yet, and so and he wanted to watch it now, and so I was like, okay, I'll watch it again. And it's you've good. Seen like four episodes of trying. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, Yitz, I know you're dying for me to read your other question. I'll answer. Here it is. What's the best way to future proof a tech career from irrelevancy by AI slash machine learning? Uh, that's such an easy question. You really teed it up. Work in AI slash machine learning. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah, I didn't even think of that, but yeah. I'm going to go with that answer. My sister trains, you know, teaches people to be free, successful freelance writers. 
And a lot of her students recently have been like, aren't we just going to be put out of business by AI slash machine learning? And she's like, no. Um, those can those can make new things by regurgitating old things and assembling them in new ways. But like, the, there's you can still have soul in writing, right? You can still have, that's not her language, that's mine. But you right. can, like, writing is still going to be writing. Um, so the way to future-proof a tech career is to make sure that you're leveraging the benefits of AI machine learning, I guess. Also, AI can't code. AI can help code. That's that's my feeling. That's been my experience. Yeah, I was interested in, I mean, like, because you've said several times that you've been able to get good solutions for coding problems yeah. from AI. And I, I I still have a hard time imagining how that works and, and whether or not, uh, because there were some articles about, like, people saying, here's how to, here's how to use AI to make, like, make your iOS app with AI. Um. That seems like that's far-fetched, but... So actually, here's a very real-world example. Dan has had code on our Rebound member Discord that takes listener-submitted questions and puts them to a Google spreadsheet. And I wanted to change our email form on the website to do this to hit the same spreadsheet. So I was like, hey, can you send me your code? He's like, it's in Python. I'm like, not a problem. And then he jokingly said, are you just going to have ChatGPT converted to PHP? And I said, no. And then that's exactly what I asked ChatGPT to do, uh, inspired by Dan. And then I was like, actually, this doesn't really look like it'll do what I want. But I was like, just chat GPT. And I could absolutely have Google for this too. But I asked it, like, can you just give me a, a PHP script that adds content to a Google spreadsheet using the Google Sheets API? And I was like, sure, here's this, here's some sample code. And I used it. I had some stuff from Dan that I needed to get like our, our you know, connection information. And it didn't work. And so I was saying, hey, chat GPT, it's not working. Here's the PHP error I'm getting. And it's like, oh, I made an error. Here's this. And I said, okay, now it's clearly working better, but it's having a connection issue still. It's saying that there's a security problem. And it's and I only know this whole conversation because I still have it open on my screen. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you are using this, you know, credentials file, but it's set for OAuth too. And the way that we've written the code, you have to use a different thing. So here are the steps at Google Cloud Console. Here's the link, and here's the steps you have to do to set up a thing to get new credentials that you can put in, and then it's all work. And I was like, that seems like a lot of work. Do I have to? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> Uh, I did everything it said, and it just fucking works. <laughs> like, I didn't Google anything. I just did what ChatGPT told me to do. Maybe I've opened up the rebound server to thousands of hacks, but uh, it worked pretty well. <laughs> yeah, to the, be clear, the, the John, thing I don't that, just the, paste code. I look at it first. I look. The thing that I was thinking of is uh, this guy used GPT-4 to make an app that would recommend movies to people, I guess. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and he seems to have like a similar experience to what you had. He, the, he first, first few builds had bugs, uh, but then GPT-4 fixed them and apologized afterwards. Yeah, it's, so. it's really interesting to me that like, and I get why it happens that way, but it's clearly been coded to apologize when you tell it it made a mistake, right. which it always does. Yeah. But then like, uh, David Friedman on Mastodon has been sharing his website that he built to, build a custom web page of just the comics you want to read each day, which he built entirely using <laughs> ChatGPT to, and he would have bugs. He would say, this part doesn't work. And they would say, oh, try this instead. <laughs> like, the, that's where I think today, at least the ChatGPT is really useful. Like I also sometimes paste emails in and say, like if it's an email that I'm nervous about sending, which happens, I don't know, once a month, I'll paste an email saying, is there any like typo or grammar issue or just wording issue? Because it's not, it's like ones that I'm worried that a traditional grammar checker wouldn't get. And it can sometimes find if I've put like the wrong word, but it's still grammatical. And I appreciate that too. <laughs> so those things I find really useful. It's like the things I want robots to do for me, John. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Maybe you can overwrite the uh, the AI in your uh, in your your crappy robot vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a good idea. 
Um, by the way, the final question from listener Josh is, what is the timeline for when ChatGPT will be defining topics for Rebound? <laughs> we don't know that they aren't. It isn't already, honestly. Um, I, I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but I, I have been pasting in podcast transcripts to ChatGPT to get meta text from it. Like, I need a title and I need a description, and it can... It can do if it's you know one of my clients and it's a podcast on a subject that I don't really understand. It can provide those things for me. It's pretty great. You wait. You submit what? You, what again? The, uh, the, the transcript. Podcast? The transcript of a. So I have some clients who do a very niche podcast in a field that's highly technical that I don't understand. Not a coding one, but just like different yeah. in the medical area. Okay. And I can paste in a transcript and say, "Hey, can you oh. give me some title suggestions and some okay. descriptions for this episode?" And it gives me stuff. And I literally, I tell my client, "Hey, these are from ChatGPT. Uh, which of these looks good?" And like, they're blown away that robots are doing this. Interesting. I wonder what it does. I mean, what does it do with that stuff? Does it does it then put that as in part as part of its you know, the, oh, thing, like, the thing that it uses the its lexicon, whatever its corpus, in order to generate more content? I mean, are are we continually feeding this beast? I think probably yes, and some folks are unhappy about that. Hmm. Um, interestingly, as we are recording, ChatGPT is down. <laughs> So that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, we have nothing more to talk about. <laughs>